0: All right, I'm going to start this one off by reading 1 Corinthians 3, 4 through 7. For one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos. Are you not being merely human? What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. Okay, in context, that verse Paul is talking about exactly what it sounds like. The people of the day were following one teacher over the other, and they We're beginning to divide over this. It was becoming a problem. One saying, hey, if I'll this way, this way, is right, you know, and it was becoming the the problems that we have with interpretation started right here in the church in the very, very very beginning. So it did not take very long. This podcast is going to be kind of a reflection uh, of that. Lately, we have kind of, I don't know, I feel like maybe pushed back into a corner a little bit, kind of forcing to be labeled, just people wanting to force doctrinal labels on what we believe, what I teach, what I say. And that just, ugh, it's really, really aggravated me lately. I've got I've got a couple things here that we're gonna. I'm gonna read through, uh, that kind of, again, break down the simplicity of these. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about Calvinism today, because just today uh, I got a message. And it was a. It was a good message. It wasn't bad or anything. But somebody had told this person that we were Calvinists. Yes. And I was just like, well so I So they messaged
1: s- us like, Hey, are hey, you're that, Calvinist.' That's what we were and told like, you were, but we don't we don't even know what that means. We and don't I know why can be a big deal.
0: And I can understand that because I come off I on I, certain, on things, certain yeah. things. I come off very, very Calvinist. And um this whole topic has just kind of been just floating in the at the surface this whole week. Um
1: It really has. Yeah, and and
0: no, and you know what? And I need to, I need to address it. I haven't, I haven't addressed it yet. Uh, It may be confusing for some people. There was actually somebody that really, really got my mind going. um, That I was um, kindly sparring back and forth with on YouTube, and uh, he kind of he brought up a very good point because he said that. I don't bring up the problems with reformed theology enough.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's right. I don't. And I, I have more than a laundry list of, of, and I don't have enough time on this podcast to go over the each individual things. I mean, one, one of the things is I'm a dispensationalist so, reform theology to me, I mean, that's, that alienates my theology completely. I mean, that just goes complete or I mean, my eschatology, that just alienates me from that period. I believe, um, you know, in the uh, difference between Israel and the church, and that, like I said, that just goes completely against uh, Reformed theology to begin with. Matter of fact... A lot of the Reformers, especially, like if you look at um, Luther later on in his life, most of them were extremely anti-Semitic. I said all of them. I don't want to misspoke. Not misspeak. Not all of them were. But there were a good majority of them that were just brutal. And Luther was actually one of them. He clarified a little bit, but then he always held this kind of just... And that really just, that is my one main, now that wouldn't set off anybody else that has problems with reform theology. That's just like one of my biggest pet peeves with it. Yeah. Um, But on the other aspects of it, I found this is going to be my statement on it, whether anybody likes it or not. I mean, it's, It's so debated, and this issue just divides so much, and people just force you to take a position, and they force you to—then they claim that you're being contradictory with yourself and using different—I mean, all kinds of things are just thrown out there with this. But I do need a statement, but going back to, yes, I have— Plenty of problems with reform theology, and I think going through these two sources that I have here will touch on a couple of those uh, things. But first, uh, I have, in, uh, I have an article here titled "Why Do People So Passionately Hate Calvinism." So I this is gonna kinda take a weird turn going you know, going back to Calvinism here. Um but uh I, I do think it's interesting that there is this while I don't agree with a lot of aspects of Calvinism and I will state that, uh I don't understand the like just the mindless hate, and it does. It's like it's almost like a derogatory term for one Christian to call another Christian. Um, you know, it's like, oh, you're a Calvinist. It's like, well, and oh, we Lord. we've seen no.
1: close uh, close examples of people that do hold to a Calvinist view, and and even their pastor will make like derogatory type comments using it as like some type of put down sure. to call that and so when you found this article so you know we would not say that you're you're not a calvinist but um let's well and for some of us what the heck is a calvinist
0: right and well and i want to say too that the interesting enough to note that travis who is my buddy pastor in in this uh every once in a while he comes in and he's going to be doing some more work too that's so Hopefully we'll be able to uh, talk him into letting us upload it on our channel. He's going to be doing some of his own. Yeah, stuff, Yeah, he's got too. some really good work. Yeah, he's got some really really good stuff that uh, he does. So we, we're yeah. So anyway, but he is he is not bashful about calling himself a, a Calvinist. He is a he is a strict Calvinist. Um, I don't remember. I don't want to misquote him. So I, I think that he's a four. I don't know. I'll have don't to get. For. I'll get him on, and he I think
1: he does say four points.
0: Though. I think he does say that he's four points. So I'll get him on. And, Sorry, and, Travis, we don't want to. Say yeah, I don't want to misquote you. you or anything. So we'll just get him on, and he can explain himself, and I won't. <laughs> I won't say it. But now, in me, I'm completely. I do not consider my Calvin, myself a Calvinist whatsoever. I, I. But I also don't agree with the mindless, ridiculous hate that is given towards the term. And I think this this article here does a good job of summing it up. So he, if
1: that is something to you that you normally, when you hear the term Calvinism, think this very negative thing, maybe this might be something that helps you.
0: Sure. All right. Are you a Christian or a Calvinist? We received this question not long ago. I am used to receiving questions and complaints from people who strongly disagree with Calvinism. But this was the first one I have ever seen in which the person was insinuating that if you are a Calvinist, you are not a Christian. After engaging in brief dialogue with the person, it was not just an insinuation. The person was truly and strongly believed that Calvinists are not Christians. I'm <laughs> like, wow. Um, okay. I, I, hmm. All right. Everybody has their own view, I suppose. Um, this is obviously a, uh, article from got questions here is what we're going to continue to read on. But I thought that since we got this, we've gotten this question all this week and then just this morning, um, they had the same exact question on here and it's pretty and funny. It so we also have received numerous suggestions that got questions on or disclosed that it is a Calvinist ministry. As is, we were told we, we, we have Calvinist. been called, A&P has been called a Calvinist ministry. I find these suggestions interesting considering that while we are moderately Calvinistic, it is absolutely not our purpose to promote Calvinism. And nor is it ours, mine. Nor is it mine at all. And if you read our articles on Calvinism versus Arminianism, which will I'll read that one next so you know what that says, and that gives a very, very clear statement on these things at the very end. So stay tuned. We're not hiding anything. What do they want? A flashing neon sign warning people. This website has Calvinistic leanings. Like maybe I'll maybe I'll have that put on the podcast like underneath the uh, description on everything. Like it might possibly have Calvinistic leanings on this. Or when Travis is on here, it definitely will have Calvinistic (laughs) leaning.
1: Well, but again, like it said, you know, predestination, election, foreknowledge, and our stance on that, you know, being very clear. Um, Yeah, because it is. And and that's where we were like, but if you take all the points of Calvinism, if you're just a Bible-believing Christian, you're going to— Check off at least one of those points. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be that at you, least some, one point that yeah. you check off because, you know. Well, you would
0: think, but yeah. you would be amazed what happens. People do cartwheels with these things. Oh, my
1: goodness. Okay, continue on.
0: Okay. For those not familiar with the issue, so if you're confused at this point, <laughs> you're
1: like, what is happening? What is
0: going on? Calvinism is a way to explain the relationship between the sovereignty of God and the responsibility of humanity in relationship to salvation. To summarize, Calvinists believe that, one, humanity is absolutely corrupt, spiritually dead, and unable to come to God for salvation on its own. Two, God sovereignly elects and chooses people based to certain people to be saved. Three, Jesus' death was only for those whom God chose. Four, all those whom God has chosen will eventually come to God in faith. And five, those whom God has chosen will persevere in faith. Uh, that cannot lose your salvation. A reasonable biblical case can be made for each of those points. Depending on how the points are defined, I consider myself anywhere between a 1 to 4.5 point Calvinist. (laughs) (laughs) I completely understand how and why many Christians disagree with one or more of the points of Calvinism. What I don't understand is why some Christians react to Calvinism with a visceral hatred. Granted, some Calvinists have a visceral hatred of Arminianism, and question the faith of armenians but that is not to no, but that's not the point of this post based on quite a few of the dialogue slash debates my best guess is that many people so strongly oppose calvinism because they hate the idea that they are not in control well i mean these aren't my words this is where i want to separate i'm not saying this i'm not saying um this is this person's I agree with everything above this this, this part. This is
1: an interesting note. But this, know, this is an interesting like, well, note. That but, could I be it. But, but I we're don't But i are not saying this is our opinion. This
0: is not my opinion, so please this is where I want to separate myself from the author. Based on quite a few dialogue/debates, my best guess is that many people so strongly oppose Calvinism because they hate the idea that they are not in control. The idea that their faith was predestined. They loathe the concept that God choosing them had anything to do with them coming to Christ for salvation. Simply put, they want to think that they are fully in control of their own eternal destiny. They choose to receive Christ as Savior. And for many, they adamantly hold on the idea that they can also choose to reject Christ as Savior after previously trusting in Him for salvation. I do... <sighs> I think that I mean there is some parts of, yeah, I guess I do agree with that a little bit. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that that's the broad for everybody. That doesn't that doesn't identify everyone that does because I think there's some people that have genuine disagreements. But the, what we're talking about here is just the extreme hate. And the people that want to back other people into corners and want to blast it and just want to put each other and, and end up being Christians fighting Christians. It's like we all believe in the gospel, yeah. like all of us.
1: But yet we're fighting. But yet we're over fighting over. Friendship this the
0: God, can we not see what a waste of time this is? Yeah.
1: Well, you're going to get into your thoughts on that.
0: <laughs> all right. Where did I stop?
1: What Calvinism haters do not understand?
0: Oh, well, what Calvinism haters do not understand or refuse to accept is what God is that God's absolute sovereignty does not negate the fact that we are still absolutely responsible for our actions. Yes, God elects people to salvation. And they reference Romans 8, 29 through 30. At the same time, we must believe in Christ to be saved, John 3, 16. The two are not mutually exclusive, both are true. Everyone whom God has chosen will believe, and everyone who believes is chosen by God. Admitting that you cannot perfectly understand the mind of God is the only way to come to a biblical balance on the issue. Romans eleven thirty-three and 34 Calvinists do not have a perfect understanding of how things work, but there is no denying, biblically speaking, that God is absolutely sovereign in salvation. Let me, yeah, I, I, that's, I completely agree with everything there. Some of the hatred that is directed towards Calvinism is a result of some Calvinists being horrible at explaining Calvin, Calvinism and or explaining it in an arrogant manner. Which, I, I'm sure there's probably points that, even, that I've done that plenty of times. So, Lord forgive me and anybody forgive me if I have. But ultimately, we cannot accept or reject a doctrinal system based on how some of its adherents behave. But ultimately, we cannot accept or reject a doctrinal system based on how they behave. Calvinism should be accepted or rejected based solely on whether it is biblical. Yes, Scott Questions is moderately Calvinistic, as we are sometimes. I I don't even think that we're as much as they are. But in our team of nearly 250 volunteers, we have full Calvinists, moderate Calvinists. They have Armenians, moderate Armenians. The only point of Calvinism is not negotiable for us is eternal security. Mm-hmm. The purpose of our ministry is to answer questions biblically. If a person asks us, to question regarding the, asks us a question regarding the sovereignty of God and salvation, we will strive to answer that question according to what the Bible che- teaches. If the answer happens to agree with Calvinism, so be it. For all you Calvinism haters out there, would it help if I told you that you were predestined to hate Calvinism? <laughs> I didn't didn't think think so. So. That's pretty funny.
1: Well, and that's the whole point. You know, everybody wants to get into these, well, what are you? And and we don't come out and say, we stand on this doctrine. We are this, you know, denomination. So then people try to, well, figure out what it is. I mean, somebody asked us today if we were Jewish. So, I mean, really, we've gotten (laughs) a, a full spectrum of stuff. So that's where we stand and say, okay, number one, why are you claiming to the name of a man over christ like that's been our biggest that's why you started this with that scripture because that's our biggest issue and people want to get into these it's like none of these guys matter calvin doesn't matter luther doesn't matter. like stop claiming the names of these people (laughs) it doesn't matter um but so some people ask and they're like somebody told us you know you were this but i don't get it who cares what does it matter i'm looking for the teaching of scripture and i know it plays into how some people you know what are you doing over oh, there? Sorry, it's my how, computer. How some people interpret things and do that. So I get it. I, I understand it, obviously. But to to put the emphasis on that over the pure
0: mm-hmm.
1: plain is putting, you know, scriptural reading. I That's where we're like, you guys, come on. It doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> okay. Now here, they. this is the article that they had linked in here about the difference between Calvinism and Armenianism. And I, it's really good, and the whole reason why I want to go through it is basically just for that end statement in this article. So I guess I could have just summed it up by reading that and let everybody else read it, but I'll stumble through it. All right, so the question is, which one is correct, Calvinism and Armenianism? These are two systems of theology that attempt to explain the relationship between God's sovereignty and man's responsibility in the matter of salvation. Calvinism is named for John Calvin a French theologian who lived from 1509 to 1564. Arminianism is named for jo- <clears throat> Excuse me. Jacobus Arminius, a Dutch theologian who lived from 1560 to 1609. Both systems can be summarized with five points. Calvinism holds to the total depravity of man, while Arminianism holds to partial depravity. Calvinism's doctrine of total depravity states that every aspect of humanity is corrupted by sin. Therefore, human beings are unable to come to God on their own accord. They have it noted here that classical Arminianism rejects partial depravity and holds a view very close to Calvinistic total depravity, although the extent and meaning of this depravity are debated in the Armenian circles. In general, Armenians believe that it is... An intermediate state between total depravity and salvation. In this state, made possible by preeminent grace, the sinner is being drawn to Christ and has the God given ability to choose salvation. Calvinism includes a belief that election is unconditional, while Arminians believe in conditional election. Unconditional election is a view that God elects individuals to salvation based entirely on his own will not on anything inherently worthy in the individual. Conditional election states that God elects individuals to use salvation based on his foreknowledge of who will believe in Christ unto salvation. Thereby, thereby on the condition that the individual chooses God. This is where I believe in this is where I differ because I believe that salvation is uh it is based entirely on his will not on anything inherently worthy in the individual at all we're all sinners yeah there's there's nothing and i (laughs) I, and this is where this is where i hold strongly i you know to total depravity because i don't believe that we have the ability we in our flesh well always, always choose wrong. I think Paul makes that clear in Romans. That's that's my stance on that.
1: Well, look at the millennial reign when we have Jesus literally ruling the earth and people still end up choosing because right. a rebellion against. Like our sinful right. flesh, still flesh always right. will follow. Right, no a matter what, nature. even
0: in the most perfect. A- yeah, and it's you're a right. sinful nature. And, and that's actually a great point to point out because we know that we will have humans in the millennial yeah. kingdom. So... And we Jesus know that there will be right, and we know like, that he will be deciding. You know that he settling dispute. I mean, these are not just little, you know, really yeah. matters. I mean, but saying dispute. that he was settling disputes. So we know dispute. There's some sort of you know, there's still some sort of fleshly sin here that that's going on. So that's a great point that and to even note, and that's the whole, the, one of the purposes I think believe of the thousand year reign is to. To show that it it, it does not matter. Flesh will as long as we are always, flesh,
1: it will always go. Always choose. Mm-hmm.
0: So, there's totally a wasp in here. Yep. Okay, hold on. All right, we're back and the wasp is gone now, so we're good. Everybody's safe. Everybody's safe. That We have a door down here, downstairs, into our office that goes right outside. And yeah. We like to leave the door open to air it out.
1: To see daylight, so we're not in a dungeon all day.
0: Every once in a while bugs and chickens and stuff get in <laughs> so, <laughs> so it happens so all right true. back to calvinism and and serious stuff calvinism sees the atonement as limited while armenianism sees it as unlimited this is the most controversial of the five points limited atonement is the belief that jesus only died for the elect unlimited atonement is the belief that jesus died for all but that his death is not effectual until the person b- receives him by faith I believe in unlimited atonement i think that jesus he died for everybody yep but his death and and that is not going to be applied until you come to a faith in christ
1: you have to believe in him. you have to believe <laughs> i mean that's
0: just i i i thought my my personal view that that's just basic i mean basic n- biblical like you read the bible that's the conclusion knowledge yeah i mean just Inter basic interpretation. Yeah. That's my that's my view on it. All right. Calvinism includes the belief that God's grace is irresistible. Well, Arminianism says that an individual can resist the grace of God. Irresistible grace argues that when God calls a person to salvation, that person will inevitably come to salvation. Resistible grace states that God calls all to salvation, but that many people resist and reject this call this one is tough. This one is really difficult. It's one of those points though that I go, why do we want to argue about it? But I don't want to run from it. My I, my stance on this is I believe that everybody is called to salvation but many people will resist and reject this call i believe this on a biblical basis i think jesus makes this very clear in the gospels i really do um and i I believe it's clarified in the letters as well but i think you know also Just in in life in general, in my personal life, I've I've seen people have the opportunity and people have the branch extended to them. And they just willingly just want to hate it. They just want to. There's nothing in them that cares. No matter what you say, no matter what argument you can give them, they just don't care. They have hard hearts they do and i still and i don't believe that their hearts cannot be changed but that you this has to come to a willingness you have to come to a willingness and you can see people fight with that willingness to do it they just don't want to give it up it's like it's a form of pride you just don't want to give that up no matter what because you've just hated this so long you know this is and you and some people Don't some people will die like that, will die in rebellion. But I think that also those people have time that I've seen these people that have times of weaknesses that show that they're conflicted about whether or not they should. Now, is that is this my you know brilliant genius? you know, intellectual view of the no, absolutely not. It's not. But this is just this is just where my heart, where my heart, my mind, my what I see, what I read, where this goes in, in in my heart. And uh I mean, I guess that's how I see that. I I do. I think that many people have the opportunity but they willingly reject it. And I will not get into the argument about, well, what, who, you know, what about the, the pygmies in New Guinea? that have never, you know, like, oh, yeah. I'm not, I am not getting into that argument because that's, again,
1: we're wasting time. Guys, we're wasting time for nonsense.
0: Calvinism holds to perseverance of the saints while Arminianism holds to conditional salvation. Perseverance of the saints refers to the concept that a person who is elected by God will persevere in faith and will not permanently deny Christ or turn away from him. Conditional salvation is a view that a believer in Christ can his or her own free will turn away from Christ and thereby lose salvation. Note, many Armenians deny conditional salvation and instead hold to eternal security. And this is an argument that I had, again, it wasn't, it didn't get too bad until the last couple comments, but um, it was it was fairly decent about this specific subject, and yeah, I'm yeah I, I still do not believe that you truly come. To a null, and this is, uh, you know, I I guess this is where I would agree with the reform doctrine that says you once you have well some of the reform doctrine that says once you have the Holy Spirit, you cannot lose it. Once you truly have the spirit
1: well and i think that's what so many people misunderstand in the scriptures they want to argue with and in things you've said it's like no 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 what we're constantly saying is many people think they they have it and they know but they don't because their actions are showing that they're walking as enemies of the cross right and so do you truly have this
0: is another argument that i i refuse to get into again because it's it it goes nowhere We pray for people. But this is a ridiculous argument that Christians have from one another, whether you can or cannot. But about you stop worrying about
1: that and just go live for Christ? It
0: should be clear. I mean, I believe that it is clear in Scripture, not, I don't, this article, because of all the warnings about falling away,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: are taken to mean lose salvation.
1: Yeah.
0: Which... I don't read into that at all. All the warnings about falling away. I mean, there is there there's I guess maybe we'll have to have a, a separate podcast on on just statements, I guess, on this p- specific topic Cause here because so I don't want to I don't want to give this one just a whole lot of time here, but I I do not believe once you have fully and, and I believe that based off of, you know, Again, like a reformed Calvinist, uh, uh, R.C. Sproul, like when he said, you know, he's like, no, there was some in first, there was some that went out from us, but they were not of us. Mm -hmm. And this is, yeah. Well, and again,
1: if if our sinful flesh will inevitably choose wrong, you know, like Paul says, I try to do good, but I still end up doing wrong. Well, that kinda of follows up with when MacArthur said, if we could lose it, we would lose it. Because again, if we're the sinful flesh that I mean when it comes down to it, guys, we, we, we screw up, we mess up, we do that. We and don't then have that these, the like,
0: And then these the, he we disagreed on the on the these people confess with their lips, but mm-hmm. their hearts are far from me. We disagreed on the interpretation of that completely. Sure. I view that as Isaiah. I mean, where this comes from too, in Isaiah, that Isaiah is talking about priests and and that were never ever they were playing the whole God thing, but they never really, they never really believed, they they did the whole thing and They're yeah, you know, through go the through the motions.
1: motions. Was, well, and again, and that's we point see they that have a true.
0: I think we see that, and now in modern-day Judaism, we see going through the motions. There's so many Jewish families that couldn't care less. Their hearts are so far from God. Oh, absolutely! But yet they just go through the motions, just whatever, day, do the things, say the prayers, do the whatever. But you're you're you just you just play it. You because just play Christian. Because it's now just
1: a cultural thing that you're just doing, just like. Sunday Christians, right? Where you go, you show up, you do the thing, you shake the hands, you say the, and then you go. I don't believe,
0: and that this, in my view, is shared with many other people, but from, you know, and many theologians too. Many theologians disagree with me, but many theologians agree with me as well. But my view, too, based on my life personally, is just once you. Once the holy, once you really have your saw the Paul moment, and you just that clicks for you, and you receive that gift, and it and and the Holy Spirit can convicts you of sin and and brings you to repentance, and it brings you to a true knowledge of Christ. There's no way that you can go. There's no way that you can go back from that. You don't just you decide can, against that and no try to do something. You different. can you can stray from that.
1: Oh, you can screw up. Yeah, you can
0: you can get warm. You can get warm. As opposed to being on fire, you could get warm and and kind of fall off, you know, and, and just not, you know, you're not going to be out, you know, doing everything that you can to, to go against God, but you're also not.
1: But you're not truly sealed in the Holy Spirit living for God and then decide one day, you know what, I'm not a Christian anymore. Right. You, you never were in the first place. Right. You might have been going through motions. You might have been sold on some hyper-emotional something. You might have liked the idea of it.
0: That's where I think that the, you know, the the Lot and Sodom argument is interesting. Mm-hmm. That's where I do really think that this is interesting because it's, you know, it's to some people, is it so clear? Is Lot a righteous man or is Lot uh, not a righteous man? I mean, it's, it, it's, you know, to some people, it's clear in both sides in Scripture. And, you know, that saying, it's like, well, Lot, was Lot truly a believer? It says that he was he was troubled by the things that were going on in Sodom, but he didn't do anything to. Yeah. So it kind of kind of seems like yeah, I could have not chosen my own way, but I'm also not going to follow my. And I'm forgive me for using that example, but th- like I said, that's just where I think that it's interesting um, that you know I'm not going to go out of my way to leave, but I'm also not going to go out of my way to break God's law. And, and go completely against him. and I'm walking on a different line, though. I think that we see that in Scripture. I think we see that in a couple different points. I think we see that with Solomon. I think we see that with David. I think there's a couple times that we just see where it's like, eh, yeah, you know, where you just get kind of mediocre, that kind of, dare I say, lukewarm out of context. But, you know, just that. So I think those— I think those are the warnings of falling away. I don't think once you truly have the spirit, it's the, the possible
1: lose spirit for
0: you to lose your happens. salvation. I fully believe that the devil can deceive you into a false cr- form of Christianity that look looks at, exactly
1: look at the apostasy today. <laughs> that
0: looks exactly like the, the. I mean, and people believe, but what? Okay, so if there is Christianity, right, and then. Right next to Christianity, which would be false Christianity, yeah. right next to it, like it, everything is the same, yeah, but it's not yeah you you claim the same, you don't live the same yeah your heart you feel your heart's in it, your emotions are in it, this is all an emotional response, but you have no spirit, you have no ru- you have no works that are that are being wor- fruits of the spirit, not works for Gail God, the messages yeah yeah. yeah. Lord forgive me, we I do, do not, not believe, believe salvation in salvation by, by works. works. Okay. But we
1: do believe that but your heart believe. being radically transformed would right. naturally produce, produce certain fruits. fruit because you're now a fruit tree. <laughs>
0: correct. <laughs> and not a thorny bush. And not a thorny correct. So those those fruits being produced, you know, those those are void of these things because you see in this fake version of Christianity or in this false Christ that this is, I mean, it, it, it's, it's all about a self idol. Yep. It goes, and, and you just have to see, excuse me, see this for what this is. Like I said, I, I've referred to our theology refs, yep. like what Travis and I were talking about. I mean, this is so, people all the time are like, demonic? Really? Really? Demonic? I know. That's so, that's just so say- hateful, and you're so stupid for saying that's demonic. Okay, so anyway, demonic. It's demonic it really doctrines is. It's of doctrines of, demons. of yeah. demons. And it is it is Satan disguising himself as an angel of light. What is that everything looks good on the surface. Yeah.
1: Sounds pretty good.
0: Sounds pretty good. And that's why people makes me that's why good. people give me a lot of crap about hillsong elevation and all this stuff. Because all of it looks great on the surface. Yeah.
1: And it makes people I, feel good.
0: I look like a jerk to everybody whenever I say these things yeah, because
1: of how it looks.
0: Yep. And especially if you read the lyrics to some of these songs, I mean, it can easily make you look like like you're an incoherent, ignorant jerk just by saying to, these yeah, things. Be mean to everyone. And by me saying these things, we are so fooled in our world today, me saying these things, people, this just sets off triggers. It goes, oh, that's he, he's a Christian hater. He hates Christians. Yeah, And it's like this is your natural reaction to so many people because this is what's pumped out there, and this is the this is the majority of the gospel that people the the false gospel that people believe, and that's where I believe that yes, the devil can. Am I going to point my finger at you and say that's you at your life? No, I am. I'm not going to point my finger and judge anybody or say that just because you were involved in Hillsong Bethel. That, that you as an individual are, are going to hell and that you're not a Christian. I am not saying that whatsoever. That's Never not have. my judgment to make. But what I where my judgment is, is to judge these churches and the doctrine that's coming out of them and the teachers that are teaching them. Yeah. Because it's going and listening to them and saying what they're saying and go, uh, hello guys, this is wrong, this is not right. Regardless of how good this makes you feel. Remember, what did they do to the prophets? What did they—they they killed the prophets for saying these types of things? Like, hey guys, these are the things that we don't want to do. But yet, th- I mean, this is the same thing. Am I claiming to be a prophet? No, I'm not claiming to be a prophet. Don't message me. <laughs> I'm very. Jesus was that. the last prophet. Guys. But, but that's just me saying what's going on. And what they're saying, I'm, I'm, I'm showing, I'm, my attempt here is to show you what is wrong with that and to call out that just as we did that podcast yesterday of what to do with false teachers. Yep. It's, it's really unfortunate because I understand that these people that, that, you know, I don't want to come off wrong in the way that, um, a it. I view these people that are involved in this, I come at them in love and I view them as a mission field. And I want to caution them, anybody that doesn't know or anybody that is caught in this mess, I want to come in love and explain, you know, and tell them that, hey, this is serious. This is false. This is a false Christ. Yeah. They're like, well, am I, I'm not a fake Christian. I believe in Jesus. I don't doubt that you believe in Jesus. Just understand that this is false, and you need to get away from this. You know, everybody. I I consider everybody a brother or sister that claims Christ, but your yeah. actions and your fruits will claim if you know Him or not. In these, in these teachings, in these things that are coming out of these churches, they're well known. Hillsong and Beth—it's very, very well known, guys. Yeah, research it. The, this and that's what's funny.
1: People are like, how dare you say this? We've had people send us the nastiest messages. And it's like, guys, there are many, many big names trying to scream this stuff out. Like, that's how far off these guys are. No, like I We're not just, saying anything crazy. No,
0: Killsong now is basically affirming the wording of their statement on it. They have also come out very clear and said that they believe that marriage is between an, a man and a woman, and they do not agree with homosexuality however reading their statement on it it's affirming yeah. yeah and it's that's not me being and that's just one small issue just with google them.
1: hillsong false teachings or whatever and and you'll get oodles and now of that now that hillsong with carl
0: lentz now that they're on the map too with carl lentz no good grief, yeah. i mean That could not be a more absurd example and a more, I mean, you guys, this is, please read Paul's letters and understand what they mean because he literally describes guys like Carl Lentz. Yeah. He does. So do the other apostles. So does Jude. He spends his whole letter talking about him. Peter's, second Peter, I mean, just just read them okay and 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 understand that I I know that people have been conditioned to have this us versus them mentality and most of the time it's that the the larger one has been attacked by the smaller ones and, and they just say these incredible hateful things against them which they do I don't I, I I don't want to say that every Christian has been right the way that they've gone about sure. Hillsong, Beth, everything. Um, maybe even people have taken me wrong the way that I've gone about gone about it, and I don't want that to be perceived because I'm going after the teachers and these teachings, not, not the after you. That, yeah, I love you, and I consider you my brother, and I want to snatch you and out of. And if you're this.
1: involved in these things.
0: But please don't you that you don't just ignorantly think that I'm hating you and that you're just fine where you are, because that's not. I'm begging you to understand that you are caught in a false deception, and you need to realize and understand these things. But any any statement, any podcast, anything that I have is made directly to the leaders, the teachers, the church.
1: The ones not, that are to be held accountable for the things. None that are of it doing. is
0: to individuals or pe- or you guys. You guys may have your, you know, that, that's not, that's not the case. We can iron out doctrinal differences and everything else later, but you need to understand that this is apostasy. What these, the, the doctrine that's coming out of these churches.
1: Yeah.
0: It is, it's just, it's, unbelievable the things that that are coming out of here now and this dominionism this social justice that is coming out of i mean this stuff guys is scary and and we we need to really be cautious about it this but we'll go back to the last part of this article the last paragraph here and I think this this is the whole reason why I wanted to read through this article, so here you go so in Calvinism, so in the Calvinism versus Armenianism debate, who is correct? it's interesting to note that in the diversity of the body of Christ that there are all sorts of mixtures of Calvinism and Armenianism, and you know what and i'm only I am only giving light to these two views just to give a kind of idea of what Calvinism is, yes. <clears throat> but there are many different many there's lutherans there's there's a whole different but these are only two i can't cover all of them in this podcast yeah nor can i cover each position
1: for every single person within that we understand it perfectly,
0: perfectly right. and and nor am i trying to represent each individual position um like in in a way that you know just don't don't get me wrong on that Anyway, uh, there are five-point Calvinists and five-point Arminians. At the same time, there are three-point Calvinists and two-point Arminians. Many believers arrive at some sort of mixture of the two views. Ultimately, it is our view that both systems fail. Okay, this is...
1: This is your part. This is my part. This whole podcast is about, basically.
0: So you want to know what my closing remarks on this are? Ultimately, it is our view that both systems fail. Ultimately it is our view that all systems fail. These are and I'm sure Gott Questions agrees with my statement on that, but they are just speaking about these two systems. But I believe just as they stay here, ultimately it is our view that both systems fail in that they attempt to explain the unexplainable. Human beings are incapable of fully grasping a concept such as this. Yes. God is absolutely sovereign and knows all. Yes, human beings are called to make a genuine decision to place faith in Christ unto salvation. These two facts seem contradictory to us, but in the mind of God, they make perfect sense. Absolutely. We have got to remember that we are trying to explain a holy, absolute, sovereign God. At some point, we just need to understand that. That doesn't mean that we need to be ignorant and stupid and say, throw our hands up and say, well, we can't do anything. Can't say anything. No, that's not it at all. But when it comes to these issues, sometimes that, that us Christians fight e- each other over and make our head explode over one another uh, with it is we're, we're forgetting who God is. And it's at the end of the day, we need to just both remember that. So again, I said on the how to handle, I did a whole long intro on the how to handle false teachers with comments and everything, but I'll go ahead and say it on the end of this one. If you disagree with anything that I said on this, cool, great, fine. I, I welcome it. Enjoy it. I don't claim to be the final authority on anything and I don't claim to be claim to be right on anything. Um, but understand that, yes, I do understand that your arguments, what your arguments are, I just don't agree with them. So to people that would try to be debating, asking questions is healthy and fine. And disagree, healthy disagreements are fine. We, can, we can agree to disagree. You know, if somebody wants me to clarify a point and you disagree with it, cool. We'll say that we disagree in part on that. I will not fight with people. I will not continue to clarify my stance on things. I will not accept any hate, any derogatory comment, any me. I mean, this is ridiculous. Christians should not, no matter what, we should not be saying some of the things that have been said this past week. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And it's not like we're robots and have no feelings. It We don't take it personally either. It's it's not our first day on the internet. I understand <laughs> how this, the, this whole thing works.
1: Is it your first day on the internet? Yeah,
0: like, no, I understand how this whole deal works. And I understand that, you know, even me now as a teacher coming out, this puts me on a platform and I have to be willing to accept things thrown at me. and And I'm completely fine with that. Yeah. I'm I've and I can deal with that just fine. However, when it comes to comments about you personally or your family, or just saying just hateful things like calling somebody just like just plain stupid, these are two of the stupidest people that I've ever heard in my life. That's I mean, you can say that okay, what you said was the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Okay, I'm. Cool. Agree Congratulations to to for feeling that way. What made you comment on that? <laughs> like what made you come and even listen to this? You can click away. You can click away. Like you just had to feel good about yourself and you just had to put something there just to just to say that. Like you knowingly that, yes, we pay attention to these because it's it's in and, and not not anymore. We're not going to keep a close, close eye on these on the comments because they get ridiculous. And the message, I mean, it, it is, it gets ridiculous and it, it takes way too much time away from the ministry and way too much time away from, uh, my family personally. So I can't be sitting here defending every single position every single time. I've been clear on it. I've made podcast after podcast. You can go back. We go have look. a website. We, I mean, we really, you know, we have, but I will, it no shame. We will delete any kind of hateful remarks I don't want to be some creepy cult that doesn't allow you to not criticize something. But please
1: If you have something though and you have some serious issue and, and you're taking a send an email. You can
0: go to our website and email me privately. I get it immediately. I have a messenger on my On our my, website on so you can talk to me. So time. I have it's it's literally comes through. And like a we
1: will happily clarify, restate, podcast on Absolutely. a new topic. We've done I, it, but time I will
0: not. I will not argue with you, because it's just not fruitful. We can we can have just a healthy back and forth, you know, debate. But I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to, you know. I, I think it's it's we we need to remember to keep our conduct as Scripture tells us. And and we need to be sure that we are acting like this. And we need to remember that we both, at the end of the day, believe in the same Lord and Savior. I, I don't doubt that somebody that disagrees with me on every single thing that I say will still be right along with me in the kingdom. Absolutely. I, I have no doubts about that.
1: Whether they're a Calvinist right. or a you know Lutheran why or... is
0: because you know why is because there needs to be this many views, not heretical views, but there's different views that we have disagreements on, right? This like this disagreement that doesn't need to get ugly, but okay, can you lose your salvation or can you? Mm-hmm. That doesn't need to get ugly, but that's okay. That's a good conversation to have. It's sure. in, it's healthy, sure. and there's good points on both sides of it. It's a good argument. I understand the people that say yes, you can. And they use biblical references, and they use great biblical references, and they are convincing, and they are in context, yes, yes, I do not agree with that. I do not agree with the same interpretations that you do of these texts, but that doesn't separate us from Christ at all nor should it. It's, a, it's just a thing that we're conversing about. But we need both views are healthy. We need to have both views. You know why? Because faith gets lazy if you don't have the other view, right? If you don't have somebody out there going, hey, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, you can fall away. You see how these two doctrines can kind of actually work together even if you disagree on them? Because you're still this person saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, you still need to heed to the warnings that I'm interpreting in the letters of falling away is meaning that you can lose your salvation.
1: And then you can also and get then it you twisted can always get and you it can go too far telling everybody go, that they're going to lose their salvation. Gonna, at for any no turn. matter what they do. Yeah. And then
0: it turns into faith by works. Yep. It turns into that. I did not claim it to be faith by works, but it can turn into that very quickly. So, but I believe that both views balance each other out. At the same time, we both need to acknowledge that this is the this is the exact point where false teaching and heretical teaching comes in is in between our two debates. and this is and and this is where heresy comes from. So while we're debating these things and we're going to our extremes, we need to realize that this is where heretical teachings are born. Yep. On both sides, on whatever side that we agree, on. we need to to agree on that point. That this is where they're born, and we need to be careful. And just as I would say, <clears throat> that's a perfect issue too. Losing your salvation, I do not believe. I am st- I sternly do not. We just went over that that you can. However, it's a great thing to keep in the back of your head you know to go like oh crap man i'm i'm checking my spiritual I fruit better not you know like i yeah i need to make sure that well, i'm doing again, I think it that's where the your eschatology dear. plays it yeah you
1: know like where
0: are you i do so if if all of this sounds confusing if i sound contradictory to myself in any way i don't care this is my podcast i can say what i want you could disagree with me; that's fine, and you can you can. But the 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 mean comments of of being co- and and all this stuff is just nonsense. And I those I will be gone like the wind. Bullseye! I'm getting we are getting rid of those, and I am not wasting any more time on any hate. But let's let's also remember that um, healthy debate and in. No, we should never fix our eyes on any man, any system of doctrine. The only thing that we should ever focus on is Christ.
1: And that's the point and that's of it. all of this.
0: And we will, We will again, this podcast has not been a full representation of both views of Calvinism and Arminianism. It's been a summary of, of both of those and then in the article that we read earlier that was you know i didn't there's a couple little parts of that that i i separated myself and i was like oh, i think you're being a little bit too kind of you know grabby there but um, also it explains i think just an irrational hate of calvinism that i wanted to make sure that i also separate myself from cuz while i am definitely not don't consider myself a calvinist um I agree with many of the points of Calvinism, and I strongly agree with uh, with many of them, but I don't see those points as being absolute or meaning anything, um, other you know, this is all where this just goes out to me, and this is where we need to focus back on on Christ and get get back in the word. Um,
1: were there cool things reformers did? Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, sure. we'd all be Catholics still. Were sure. they perfect human beings that we need to hold as the utmost authority?
0: Absolutely no, and, but not. But they, they and they are bad. of uh, they are of utmost importance to us because God definitely did use them for us. Absolutely. You know, I mean, they were the they were the people that He used to be able to um, take the gospel from the Catholic Church or the Roman Catholic Church. That was that was just mutilating it, and they were the ones that were able to say, "Hey, nope, that's not right at all. Everybody should be able to have this, and you guys are being really, really abusive." You know, so no, I mean, God definitely it's used a very them.
1: Very summarized version, guys. We understand. Very summarized. That, so don't message us, Catholics.
0: But at the same time, they were men, and a lot of them were very, very. Foul, fallible men, and they—they just—they interpret—they interpreted systems of of doctrine in scriptures. But those things can you can come to these conclusions on your own. You don't need the reformers For to. Things, no. I mean, you you have the Bible, so don't be afraid to to go to just scripture. So. Anyway, that's that's our that's my thing on that. Hopefully, Hopefully that, clarifies, that clarifies, if not confuses or makes more people angry.
1: But if you have genuine questions, please reach out and let us know. If you have some disagreements or anything, feel free to email Brandon. Go to our website aphomechurch But otherwise, we will continue to we have some amazing resources furthering this conversation. Yeah, and then just don't just through, don't come
0: at me just to fight. I mean. The, yeah, we don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight how, anymore. That's not
1: how we behave as brothers and sisters in no. Christ, so we're not going to do that.